This podcast is brought to you by Central, helping schools work smart. I'm Colin Klupik, and you're listening to Central Station. If you made it to Edutech 2019 in Sydney this year, you'll appreciate just how big it was. Over 250 exhibitors, 20 seminars, everyone busy with lots of amazing new technologies, programs, products, and approaches to learning. In case you missed it, here's part four of our series of highlights from Edutech 2019. First up, we hear a lot about learning management systems these days and how they're being used in schools. But what's it really all about? Manda from Canvas tells us more. I'm here with Manda at the Canvas stand at Edutech 2019. And Canvas is an LMS. Uh, many people might not actually know what an LMS is. Can you, uh, can you fill us in, Manda? That's a good question. Learning management system is what it stands for. We probably prefer to sit within a platform space. So uh, traditionally a learning management system was one place that you went to for one thing maybe, whereas Canvas we want to position ourselves as a platform that connects you to hundreds if not more of the different pieces of technology that are out there. So when you say management system, I'm assuming that that infers some kind of bringing lots of students together in an online space for teaching and learning. Am I close? I think you're spot on, yeah. So uh, the management system is designed to house content traditionally and what we want to do is not just have static content but have teachers connect you with lots and lots of third-party apps that they have access to and let students access these on the device of their choice. So more students have access to mobile technology, why not meet them on that piece of technology um, but let them use information from many, many different places. Are students themselves finding that they are demanding more of this kind of thing or is this where's the demand for this kind of learning coming from? I think it's coming from a few different places. Uh, the proof would be in the pudding that our mobile apps are the most downloaded and the highest rated in both the iOS and the Android. Is that right? Yep, that's exactly spot on. There's been 5 million total downloads from our mobile apps. Um, those are real teachers, real students accessing the technology. Um, Parents have access to the technology so they're able to get real-time updates on how their students are tracking in different forms of learning. Um, So I think we've got to to meet users where where their expectations are to be met. So if my expectation is that my leg buzzes every time I get a Facebook notification, a Snapchat, a text message, I am going to expect that I can get my assignment update on there or if I'm a teacher I have to expect that the notification will pop up to say one of my students has submitted for me. Now there are a few players in this space if I understand this correctly. Tell me one thing that you really like about Canvas. What I really love about Canvas is that we are open. So we believe in an open education for everyone. That's why we have open APIs, open standards, and we're agnostic to everyone. So we love Central. We love all the other sisters. We've got to integrate with all of them. Um, and that just means that you don't have to worry about the nitty-gritty details. You can focus on teaching and learning uh, and know that your learning management system can talk to any other platform that it needs to. Sounds like a great environment. Thanks so much for taking the time. Thank you very much, Colin. If you're looking for some really cool cloud-based audio recording software for your students, then check out Soundtrap. You'd be amazed at what it can do.
I'm with Alan here from Soundtrap, which is a Spotify company which caught my interest straight away. Alan, what can you tell me about Soundtrap? Soundtrap is an audio recording tool. Uh, it's really easy to use. Uh, we've got uh, a version which anyone can use anywhere in the world, but we've also got an education product. And we're here at this conference, Edutech Australia, um, highlighting Soundtrap for education. So it's a, it's a product for young people to make podcasts or to make music. Kind of like what we're doing right now. Absolutely. We're making a recording here which could be imported into Soundtrap and we could turn it into a little podcast, yeah. So how is Soundtrap different from other audio editors? I'm assuming this is a bit like a, just a standard non-linear audio editor? Well, Soundtrap is an online recording studio, so it's browser-based and there's no software loaded on the computers themselves. So it's in, it's in the cloud, it's cloud-based learning, and it works across all platforms, and Soundtrap is really super easy to use for teachers and kids. So is it mainly for the music education environment? You mentioned a little bit about podcasts. Is that, uh, are we finding that some of the other subjects are getting into that space too? Well, absolutely. Uh, we, we would say probably maybe 20% of the market seems to be specifically for music, but the larger share of the market is for podcasting. And Soundtrap can be used right across the curriculum. Great opportunity for teachers in language training, in drama, in science, in maths, right across the curriculum for a, a wide range of purposes, uh, podcasting. But it's a great podcasting tool for teachers to use. So you're seeing uh, maybe people are producing essays or submitting written tasks now in the audio space? Is that the kind of thing we're talking about? Well, teachers will use podcasting for a variety of purposes. It can be for a summative or formative assessment. It can be for just giving the youngsters the opportunity to collaborate with each other, to enjoy sharing the work that they've been doing in a different way other than written form. Sounds like a really interesting concept. Thanks so much for your time. Pleasure. Good to see you. Are you thinking about how to make your learning space more creative and innovative? Then check out Mud Kitchen. It's not what you might expect from the name, and the products are really beautiful to look at. I'm with Liz at Mud Kitchen, and walking past the stand seeing a sign, Mud Kitchen, I, I just had... Kind of, yeah, it's a bit unusual. I, I just had to stop. Liz, what can you tell me? Well, um, yes, we are Mud Kitchen, and um, we don't actually sell Mud Kitchens, which are often spaces in playgrounds where kids can get a bit muddy, make mud pies. There might be some pallets that have created a bench top and, a, and an old sink or something like that and some water. We don't sell those, but the idea is the same, that we sell open-ended, um, loose parts play equipment, basically. And it um, here we're here at this tech conference because we do think that hands-on loose parts play has a really strong um, link to teaching STEM concepts. STEM concepts? Okay, so just just for our listeners, I'm standing next to some very unusual looking objects, uh, things that look like uh, tracks that you can roll balls into, um, objects made out of timber that look like they might be laser cut, is that right? Um, Yes, yeah, they are actually. Um, So we import a whole variety of equipment from the US and Europe, and then we also produce some of our own. Um, And our focus is trying to find quality um, products that demonstrate the STEM concepts through engineering, design, um, hands-on basically demonstration of things like physics concepts on our magnet wall here. Um, So we can create almost like Rube Goldberg contraptions um, that uh, kids can test and try and fail and try again and um, work together to come up with a solution. So that's Failure is okay? 
Oh, failure is welcome. <laughs> failure is appreciated. So it is one of those things you have to manage your frustration when something doesn't go right as you build it, um, whether the uh, pesky force of gravity prevents you um, or an angle of trajectory is just a little bit off or the ball you're trying to roll is a little bit too big or a little bit too small. Um, yeah. So these these what appear to be random objects just get... <laughs> get yes. Well, in the nicest yes. possible way, but no, they, they, they do look a bit... Um, unusual, yes. they, they get then just taken into the student space and then the students think about what it is that they think that they need to do with it. Sure, in the, yeah, in the um, most uh, sort of um, elemental sense of it, yes, absolutely. So you can uh, leave it, can be as simple or as complex as you want. Um, we have uh, schools that will present weekly design challenges with certain um, set of equipment and they can say, you know, get get something from point A to point B, but we need to have it, uh, we need to have a loop-to-loop, -loop, we need to have an incline, we need to have uh, some sort of angle of trajectory. And then at the end of the week, everybody comes together to share their designs and um, yeah, so that's, that's um, one of the amazing ways to just uh, encourage creativity and imagination and then link it into those kinds of more complex concepts around engineering and design and sounds like great fun Liz thanks so much for your time really appreciate it <laughs> thank you thank you it's lovely talking with you ever wondered why your students can't hear you or why everyone seems exhausted by the end of the day. Perhaps it's because your hearing is being overloaded. If that's the case, then it's worth checking out Mumble by Design to, well, help stop the mumbling and make your learning spaces look really attractive. I'm with Jackie here at uh, Mumble by Design, and as always... You had me at the name, Mumble by Design. I thought students weren't supposed to mumble. What's going on here, Jackie? Funny enough, neither am I supposed to mumble, but it was a name given to me because I do mumble. But considering I do classroom acoustics, it kind of tied in nicely, so it's my personal touch on the business. But basically, we provide acoustic solutions, um, and specifically for classrooms, so pin-built walls and for the ceilings, and then also a range of teaching tools like desk dividing screens and space dividers. And we've designed them for the new design classroom, so for open collaborative uh, workspaces um, where, you know, everyone's getting new furniture and new builds and, and sort of that's what's in the pipeline for everybody, but there's been very little consideration for the acoustics. And uh, Is this because you're getting a demand from the school saying our rooms are just too echo, we, we just can't concentrate, or is it, is it driven by students? Who's, who's complaining? A lot of the time it's the parents. <laughs> And they're not even there. But yes, no, it's uh, it's the teachers and the schools that are kind of, that's sort of how I got into this gig was uh, my husband did installations of furniture and he was like, I don't know what's going on here and everybody was complaining, but uh, they're rolling out these schools faster than anything else and, uh, you know, once they, they've tested the, the room when it's empty and the acoustics are fine, but then they fill in these rooms with 60 kids and they're running multiple activities and, the, and then the noise problem isn't fine and a lot of it is teaching technique or uh, you know it's creating these zones in the classroom which is why we, we created zone ed and screen ed uh, to help teachers just create those zones within the classroom so that they can better manage uh, the noise and the sound but but a lot of it boils down to teaching technique and just having you know a little bit of knowledge of how to utilize the space better in terms of sound management and noise management. 
What about the kids? Do the kids come back and say, oh, my room is just so much more pleasant to be in? Is that the kind of response you get? I wish. I haven't actually spoken to any kids. I think, uh, you know, for them, uh, if they're missing a few things in the, in the learning life cycle, I don't know if they, they care too much at this stage. Um, but it's, it's certainly evident in, in, uh, in the research that better acoustics do make for better learning outcomes. You, you certainly can't learn if you can't hear what the teacher is saying, and, and that's really where acoustics comes down to it in the classroom. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us. It's been uh, very, very interesting. I, I, I love, the, I love the colours. I'm just sorry. I just need to ask you just before we go. I just need yes. to ask you about these colours. I mean, if I had these in my lounge room, I think I'd be a happier person. I think so too. I'd also be a happier person. Maybe I'll take them home today. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we'll see. If they're still here at the end of today, then well, there you go. Anyway, but thanks for the, taking time. No worries. Thank you. Thank you. Well, as always, that was loads of fun. So much creativity, so much innovation going on, just about makes you want to go back to school. You've been listening to Central Station. If you found this podcast helpful, then please share it with your friends and colleagues. And be sure to watch out for highlights 1, 2 and 3 from Edutech 2019. To find out more about the guests in this highlight, be sure to check out the show notes for this episode where you'll find links and contact details. For more information about our other guests and episodes, make sure you subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen, or visit the website, central.com.au slash podcast. I'm Colin Klupik. Until next time, bye for now.